You're listening to the Zoe Turner Podcast, business and mindset conversations that will help you move from fear and uncertainty to development and growth so that you can crush both life and business. Please welcome your host, Zoe Turner. Welcome to the podcast today, Lisa. Oh, thanks for having me. Lisa, first question to you is, what are you grateful for today? Oh, so much. My new branding came out yesterday, and I'm so grateful for everybody's support with it. Um, I think it's really really strange when you're online because you often, you put something out there and you don't really realise who it's going to touch or or how it's going to land. And it's only when you do something like that, that you realize how many people are in your corner and are just rooting for you. And it always makes me really grateful that we even have the internet. Like we have spaces that we can go in, especially during a pandemic where we can be surrounded by amazing people. Lisa, your story is pretty remarkable. Like you achieved financial freedom at the age of 39. What do you say to those people who think that they're too old to embark on another career or start another dream I get it I mean I thought that too you know I was in corporate until I was like 38 so I totally understand what people mean when they say that but there actually isn't I mean I've helped first of all I've gone from from 30k in debt when I was 38 years old to now being 43 and earning 3 million a year so things can change pretty quickly when you put your mind to it but also I've helped others who are much older than me, you know, 50s, 60s, and one woman in her early 70s start businesses who are thriving now. So there is no, no age barrier to what you want to do these days. Term passive income is, I feel, misunderstood by, by a lot Massively. of people. And it's talked about very loosely. What do you mean by passive income? And what are your main sources of passive income? Yeah, so when I talk about passive income, I think that the biggest thing, the the easiest way to explain it is no longer trading time for money. Because we're very used to trading time for money. You know, if you're a branding designer, for instance, you go and do something for somebody, you get paid. You do something with somebody else, you get paid. The problem with that is there's an income ceiling to that. So for me, passive income just means when you're not doing that anymore. I think there is a massive myth around passive income that it means you don't have to do anything because of the work. So when you're creating an asset up front, it means you're doing all of the work up front to be able to rely on that asset over and over and over again in the future. So if we think about things like the kind of passive income streams or semi-passive income streams that I have are memberships, courses, affiliate marketing, a jewelry range. Um, you know, downloadables, they're the kind of things that I think take you out of being, needing to be there all the time. Um, if you can make money while you're asleep, it generally will be coined as passive. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you were managed to achieve financial freedom in such a short space of time. Yeah, so I was always in in corporate roles after really climbing really hard to even get to there I come from a background where I grew up in council housing where there was no money and so I left school very early on because of bullying and really had to climb my way up a corporate ladder and and managed to do it you know I became a lawyer um, in my 30s and managed to climb up and um, got to to becoming an investment banker 
um, which was great in Canary Wharf in London. And I loved it, but it was taking all of my hours. And then I got pregnant with twins. So suddenly was in this position where there was no way I was going to be able to leave the house at six in the morning, come back at 10 o'clock at night. And so I, I basically started from again and became a PA near my house just so that I could work less hours for a lot less money. And that's what got me into debt um, because I still, you know, had to have the same house that I had before I was a single parent at the time. And I was like trying to also feed and clothe twins and then got to this point where I was bored in that role and so decided to start a business but I didn't know very much about businesses because I've never had a business and I didn't know anyone that had a business so I started up as a wedding planner and um, made every mistake that you could possibly make in the first year of business got into even more debt and then started to really study business properly you know read all the books get into self-development and that changed everything for me um, and I turned the wedding business around to being profitable now it wasn't making me like tons of money but it was profitable and I'd learned a lot from it people started asking me questions about how it had become profitable so I started telling them all the things that I'd learned but I think that people make business complicated so I tried to uncomplicate it take out the jargon just tell people what to do and I seemed to have a gift for doing that and lots of people started making more money in their businesses not just in the wedding industry but other people started coming to me that with nothing to do with the wedding industry. And so then four years ago, I started Lisa Johnson Coaching um, to just tell people really the mistakes I'd made and what I wish I'd have done differently. And this time, you know, I knew how to run a business because I'd practiced on my wedding business. I knew what worked and what didn't. I knew how to have a strategy, how to have an ideal client, all of that kind of thing. And it worked right from the off, you know, within the first six months, I'd made six figures. Within the first year, I'd made 220,000. But there's always a but, isn't there? From the outside, I looked like I was really successful. People telling me, well, you're fully booked, so you must be successful. But inside, I didn't feel successful. I was not spending enough time with the kids. I had traded in my nine to five from a, for a six in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. I was shattered. I was burning out constantly. I knew that something had to change. Like I knew that there must be a different business model for me, but I didn't know what because I was so new to business in general. So started looking around, heard about passive income, heard the myths surrounding passive income and got a bit worried that it wasn't really a thing. And then decided to learn everything I could about passive income. So learned from the best teachers out there. I put a lot of money into it, all the money that I'd earned so far. I put into learning more about passive income streams like membership and courses. And then within eight months, I had slowly added all these different passive income streams into my own business. So at the end of that first year, when I was earning 220,000, I was working about 80 hours a week, which is crazy. By the end of the second year, after adding the passive income streams in, I was working 30 hours a month and I was earning over a million. And so I knew that that was the right way, that I'd found this business model, this mixed model that worked for me. So I started teaching others it and, and they started gaining more freedom. And that's how everything grew to, you know, the scale that it's grew very quickly to now. You said you put a lot of money into learning how to do this. Were there any specific mentors that have stood out for you? And what is the one bit of advice that you were given 
which you feel that was maybe the most valuable? There's no one mentor because I, I, I mean, it was a mix of, of courses, <coughs> of coaches, of books, of webinars. There were so many things. There's no one person that really stands out. Although I learned a lot about integrity in business from Selena Sue. And one of the things that I'm really big on now is, you know, having integrity in business because I want to have a business model that allows me to make all of this money without screwing anyone over. I want to do it in a way that is really transparent and that allows me to sleep at night. And there were lots of coaches that I saw in the industry who weren't like that. So I went looking for the ones that were. And Selena Sue really stood out as a beacon of somebody that does things with integrity. Um, so she was great. But it, there were so many things. And the advice, the advice that stood out is what I kept seeing over and over again was people had told me you have to do one to one first. For some reason, you have to do one-to-one first for at least five years, learn your craft and then go and do your groups and your courses and things. And then somebody said to me, why? 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 <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know, because that's what people tell you to do. And she was like, question everything. Just because that's how it's always been done, question it. And so I said, you know what? You're right. I'm not, I don't want to do one-to-one. I'm not going to do it. And that changed my life. There's so many people that come to me now you want to do whatever you want to start with groups and that's absolutely fine and question just because something's always been done a certain way doesn't mean it's right selena she's a very she's a renowned publicity and marketing strategist did she help you become more visible in terms of getting seen on tv and publications and what impact has that had on your business yeah she did so i Excuse me. I was already quite visible anyway, because how I started my business off was just opening a Facebook group and going live every day, right from day one. I didn't have a website or anything like that. I just went live every day in a Facebook group. Um, So I already liked visibility. You know, I already liked showing up and giving value to people. But what she helped me with is building my own profile. So, you know, the things like being in Forbes, and getting TEDx's and all of those kind of things. She taught me that actually we just have to go do it ourselves. We just have to go pitch. And I think before that, I thought there was some big secret into how you get these things. You know, you have to be at a certain level and actually know if that's true. You just have to be pitching for them. You just have to be out there having conversations with people. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we first start in business, we wait to be called to the table we wait to be asked to sit at the table with the big boys and what I realized is we don't have to do that we can decide to take our seat at the table or make our own table which is even better. Lisa being an entrepreneur is quite a lonely journey for some people when people have started on 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 this journey they've fallen into this loneliness trap sometimes delving into kind of depression I know you've got a busy life with your family and your twins etc but is this someone that has is this something that has had an impact on you? It has, but it always did. So I have been a diagnosed depressive and anxiety. You know, I've had depression and anxiety since I was a, a teenager. So that's always something I've had. It's always something that's there, but it's never been something that's stopped me doing anything. I'm quite high functioning with it and I have strategies to manage it. It's one of the reasons that I love passive income because it means if I need a week where I'm not where I'm not here, 
that I can do that. You know, that can still happen because there are so many ways to be visible online now without you needing to be in it. Because you can put content out there and, you know, omnipresence campaigns on Facebook ads and all sorts of things. So, yes, it's always been there. Have Has it got worse while I've been in this industry? Yes. I think that anybody that puts themselves out there, talks about money um, in a very open way, is going to get backlash. Um, anybody that comes into an industry and very quickly makes money is going to make some enemies. From other coaches that don't like that um and that's what happened and so I've been bullied online I've had trolls I've had all the things that we we all have online once we get visible and um that has triggered some things in me but I'm really good at being aware of it and getting help so I've spent quite a lot of money just in the last year on trauma coaching counseling different therapies to and mindset coaches to manage that to help that do you think it is possible to leave all of that behind you've obviously been triggered quite a lot recently hence you you know really delving into this in the past year do you think it's ever possible to fix those wounds or do you think it's yeah just managing them I don't think you fix anything I think that knowledge is power and understanding why people behave the way they do can really help. So, for instance, if I was angry at somebody trying to sabotage my success in the past, that would that would cause anger and confusion as to why people behave the way they do when it's because I have such a high integrity, you know, benchmark when people don't behave in the same way. I'm shocked by it. And actually, what I've learned is to come at it with compassion. Like no one's acting like their best self if they're doing that, but there is a reason they're doing it. So if someone tries to sabotage you in any way or says something bad about you, it's not because they're a bad person. It's because they're either fearful, you know, maybe they have self-esteem issues. Maybe they're worried about their business. It's not usually to attack you. It's to make themselves feel better. And if anyone needs making you know if anybody needs that so much that they need to do something like that then actually there shouldn't be anger there there should be compassion because it can't be nice to feel like that at any time and so it's just about coming at things and viewing the world in a different way and it's certainly made me less angry yeah I, I think turning it on its head like that is definitely the best way to do it I was going to ask you a question in relation to that, but it's completely gone out of my head. Um, <laughs> I'll probably remember in, in a couple of minutes. But Lisa, I know, yeah. you're, I know you're branching out into the world of podcasting. You've mentioned something about that. What has influenced your decision to do this? And when do you plan on launching? So it's coming out in July. Um, I have been not wanting to do a podcast for some time my clients been asking me for over two years do a podcast there's so many times when we're driving and we want to listen to you and I never get to catch you live and you you know I always think oh if I could listen to this on my run and things like that and I've always gone oh it's not really me I love lives you know I love showing up I like seeing people's faces I like feeling like I'm talking to people and I always think podcasting and especially if you're doing solo podcasts, and I have had a podcast before, and feel quite like insular, and I'm an extrovert. Um, but I've been taught some great ways to do it in a different way, to make it more me, to make it more fun, um, to make it 
something I enjoy doing rather than just another thing that I have to do. And so um, we've mapped that out and it's coming out in July. I'm excited about it. There's some great coaches at the moment that are launching podcasts and and it really is good and, and they're doing it fantastically as well. I just went into it completely blind when I started mine, like when you started the <laughs> wedding business, you know, and you're just learning all the time, like every step of, of the way. But yeah, there's yeah. so many great, I've learned that there's so many great ways to to launch it. I can imagine it being like hugely successful. So oh, thank you. I hope so. So well done for that. You've always had a large presence on social media. So you said that you were doing daily lives. That's how you built your tribe. In your audience i'm assuming that your main platform is facebook right that's your preferred platform. yeah by by far yeah yeah me, me, too. It, me too actually have you tried the latest clubhouse craze and and what do you think of that yeah. why, why do you love facebook so much as well oh so many reasons i like facebook because you can choose to be in places where people who are a bit like you are and i think we've always loved that from when we were kids you know you want to hang around with people that are on the same journey as you facebook is a free platform i mean when we really think about this people are always like slating facebook and saying you know they're not letting me see the reach and all of these different things it's completely free to monetize and yet before, if we wanted to get in front of our ideal clients, we would be on the radio or on television. It's, it's an amazing thing. And I think we've taken it for granted. Um, and it stood the test of time so far, whereas others haven't. I did go on to Clubhouse. I got invited very early before very many people were on there, the first few, few thousand. And so I was on there for a while. I didn't like the big groups I didn't like that everything was about make a million this make a million that it just I get bored of that very quickly it felt like a lot of peacocking um people showing up to shout about what they're good at and to sell to you and it was the same old people time and time again the same people I could have seen on webinars saying exactly the same thing so I deleted the app and have never gone on it since and I think that (coughs) It's quite difficult to do that because we hear all the time when something new comes out, if you're not on Clubhouse, your business won't be here in a year. If you don't do reels, you'll have no business in six months. And we hear this shocking stuff all the time. So we feel we have to do things. I'm not somebody that likes being told what I have to do. Um, I would rather go my own way, do my own thing. If people are zigging, I'm probably going to be the one zagging. And so I just thought... um, don't want to be on here I'm, I'm not feeling good on here and so I deleted it and I had four and a half thousand followers at the time after just a few weeks and just thought you know one of the other things that I didn't love about it is that even when you're hosting a room you could give all this valuable information and then it's disappeared as soon as you've stopped whereas on Facebook people are still watching stuff that I did two and a half years ago you know, people are out there buying you know if they had an android they were going out and they were buying um, apple phones you know just specifically so they could use clubhouse because they did the marketing of it really well like that whole fomo you have to be invited you have to be on an iphone only the best people go on that's actually what turned me off um i know it's a good marketing strategy but i'm all about inclusivity and it didn't feel very inclusive to me Lisa, you're impacting millions of people with your courses. Tell us a little bit about what you're up to at the moment. The course is it's actually a, a big group program called One to Many. 
and it helps people go from just starting, like haven't even got an audience, all the way through to having passive income. So it's, I have a system called the cash system. And that's how, a, a system on how to make passive and semi-passive income through courses and memberships. And it takes you through the whole thing. And the reason I started that two years ago is because I'd buy a course on how to put a course together. And then I'd put the course together and I'd be like, well, who do I sell it to? So then I would have to do another course on like how to grow an audience and then another course on how to launch. And there just seemed to be never ending. And so I decided to put a program together that took you through the whole thing. Um, and it's been really successful. We did a $2 million launch of it in a week in October. So it's crazy. Okay, when will you be running that course again? It's out in June. We only run it once a year now because we have so many people come onto it. Um, but yeah, we're bringing it out again in June. It's going to be our, our big affiliate launch of the year. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. We've already started all the planning. Sounds really exciting. Lisa, I know you've been spending a little bit of time abroad and you're looking into expanding or, or beginning a property portfolio. Tell us a little bit about that. And from reading yeah. in between the lines, I'm seeing it as more than investment, but more of a business because isn't it a retreat that you're looking at? Yeah, so I've already started the property business. Um, in 2020, I bought two houses and um, one to use as a retreat property for my masterminders so that if they need to finish a book chapter or get their launch done or the sales pages, I can just give them the keys and say, here, here's a little bolt hole, go use it. And it's got everything in it to inspire. So like every, it's built to inspire. Um, I have somebody, somebody there this week using it who has just written and said she's written three chapters of her book. So it's doing, doing what I'm saying. Um, but I'd like to broaden that out and have another property that I use for the same kind of thing somewhere in the sun. So whether that be Mexico, Croatia, I'm from Malta, so Malta could be a good bet. So I'm looking now for different properties in different places to be able to do a similar thing. So rather than buy to let, I kind of think of these things as investments for when I sell them, but also as perks for people that work with me. Actually, you sound like you'd be fantastic to have as a mentor. Uh, <laughs> for that for that solely um okay lisa thank you so much i know we're really short on time today so i've kind of really tried to get these questions out really quickly i just want to thank you for your time and i know you spent a little bit of time in dubai i'm based in dubai at the moment will you be coming back here at any point second i'm allowed i love dubai i'm there five six times a year um, and I will be back as soon as they let me in the country. I will be there. Awesome. So I'd love to meet up with you when you come to Dubai. You're friends with Spencer, yeah? I've seen I you. am, yeah. Yeah, so you were on his podcast, and I've seen a few little things with you and Spen. So, yeah, I climbed Kilimanjaro with Spencer. Nice. Yes. Yeah, he's always doing mad things, isn't he? Yeah, like climbing Kilimanjaro. <laughs> We used to, Kilimanjaro was in 2018, actually, and oh my God, what an experience that was. It was Loved it. Lisa, oh. thank you again for your time. Wish you the best of luck with everything. Where can people find you? The easiest place, actually, the place that I'm chatting to people the most at the moment is on Instagram. Um, Lisa Johnson, strategist. Um, I do a lot of behind the scenes on my stories and my day to day running a multi seven figure business on there. Um, so, yeah, just come hang out. <laughs>